This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. There just seems to be a philosophical difference, I feel like, between the way most people think about offensive line and the way they are. Um, And we will see whether this is arrogance or whether this is, you know, well-founded confidence. It very much feels like they think Eric Bieniemy can just make this offensive line work. They are not super talented. They are not... Well, to be fair, they are talented, but they haven't shown... They haven't lived up to the talent at all spots, right? Like Cosme, a very talented guy. Sadiq sure, Charles, okay. Co- Cosme's guy. the one. He's a Co- second. And I would say uh, Sadiq Charles also. When you look at his, when you look at him on paper, and look at his height, weight, sure. Speed but he was measure, what round draft pick was he? I think it was a fourth round pick, third or fourth, something like that. Yeah. So like, there's no first rounders on this on this. Correct. Line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no studs. There's no Trent Williams. There's no some of the guys that they've had. Brandon Sheriff, and, right, and, yeah. yeah, some of the guys they've had here. Some of the guys they've had in Kansas City. There's not the guys that they have in Philly. Like the 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 talent level is not high. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all NFL players, but that's kind of the thing. They're all just maybe somewhere between good. Cosme could be re- pretty good. Cosme was a second rounder. Um, you know, somewhere between pretty good to like solid NFL players. And it seems like they think the scheme, the play calling, you know, the coaching of Eric Bieniemy and his his staff can elevate them to a level. And by the way, uh, a different approach to quarterback play. Let's call it getting the ball out quickly, having someone who's a little bit more mobile back there. Um, obviously, Taylor was mobile, but mm. um, you know, Sam Sam, they're going to actually run. Um, mm. You know, and that threat changes how defenses rush. So I, I just feel like there is. Uh, not a where a lot of people I think went into the off season, whether this is media type evaluators, us included uh, fans, whatever NFL observers saying they need to add talent to the offensive line. Yeah. They certainly got a little bit better position by position. There mm-hmm. is a major question at left at left guard. Um, I would say center is still kind of a pretty big question. I mean, Nick Gates hasn't played a lot of center um, in his career, he hasn't played a lot in his career period because of injuries. And, you know, Cosme hasn't been able to stay healthy. Like they, they're, there's still a lot of legitimate questions about that offensive line in terms of the talent, but they seem to be okay with that. And so I'm forgetting what, what you said that prompted that thought for me, but it, it does seem, oh, cause you were like Logan Paulson GM would do it a little bit differently. Yeah. 
you know, that seems to be a part of the, the, the calculation is that they just need like NFL average caliber football players and the scheme and, and everything else around it will do the rest. Well, I'm pretty confident that the scheme will elevate, will elevate that group. You know, I think when you look sure. at how Wiley was used in Cincinnati, he's a good player there, you know, and it's not, and he's not you in mean, this, uh, Kansas city, Kansas city, what I say, Doesn't Cincinnati. Matter. Yeah. Yeah. Wiley. And so, um, you know, it's not going to be kind of put in this, you know, Eric Coriel, you know, seven-step drop offense where he's, you know, he's got to win these really tough matchups down and down out. And so I do, I believe the scheme will elevate those guys. I think Cosme will play better again because they're going to be leveraged less. Like when you go back and watch some of the past stuff they did last year, it was a very high leverage situation oftentimes. And I think Wiley would be good. I think Cosby's got to develop. I think I feel pretty confident about Gates after watching him in the spring. Left guard, like you said, still a question mark. And then obviously left tackle. And I think he'll play better too. Leno will play better because of the scheme. I, I think that I think we're kind of missing the main point where when you say looking at draft capital and draft allocation, was Ricky Stromberg and was Braden Daniels the right selection um, given right. Just, <clears> given yeah, your we're given, given your philosophy? And so that's the thing that I keep kind of hemming and hawing about is because like, I love my evaluation of Strongberg, but like, where, like you said, he's a third round pick. Like where does he fit? And again, if you're drafting off your board and he's the best guy on your board, I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Like you got to trust your evaluation. Is my evaluation exactly the same as yours? No. But then I go and I say, um, you know, Braden Daniels, like they think they see him as a tackle. That's what they've said. And when I look at my own evaluation, like, I don't know if I'm as confident as they are that he can play tackle. Like, I think he's going to be, to me, he reminds me a lot of Sadiq. He's got high athletic upside, technically very raw, and probably plays guard in the NFL, right? So you've done a good job of getting guys that theoretically could have multi play multiple positions, but unfortunately you end up with guys that can only play guard. Like Chris Paul, I think is a great example. Sadiq's a great example. Like, if he had to play tackle in a game, if either one of those guys had to play tackle in the game, you'd be a little nervous about it, right? Like they they said that last year when he played against Dallas. They were like, you know, yeah. he's, he's our third tackle. Like we don't feel great about it. There's a reason he's your third tackle. It's because his body type and his skill set lends itself more to guard. So I think that's the thing that is a little bit um, little confusing about the whole process is like you've, you've, you've prioritized position flex by getting tackles that can play guard. But I, at some point, you need to say we need to solidify this group with guys that can play tackle at a high level too, right? And um, I think they've done a good job with that. I think Wiley fits that mold to a certain extent. I think Leno fits that mold to a certain extent. I think Corn fits that mold. But in terms of areas that needed depth and development, I would have thought they would have kind of prioritized maybe tackle with one of those picks with the third round pick or the fourth round pick. And that's not an indictment of either one of those players. It's just in terms of fit and helping the roster – like they have a lot of guards on the team, you know? And so that's the thing that I'm kind of like, well, you know, does he, does he move the needle for you at guard? And then, you know, Ron, I have a lot of respect for Ron, but he comes out and says, Braden Daniels, not in the guard competition. And it's like, so he's going to be your, he's going to basically be inactive for the whole season because he's not playing tackle for you this year. So that's the thing right. that I, that I kind of get a little bit. Um, and again, I'm not in the room. I'm not in the evaluation. These are just thoughts that I have regarding, those decisions specifically. And I, like, I have a ton of respect for Ron, a ton of respect for the organization. Um, and they have a vision, which I respect, but sometimes it doesn't always line up um, in, in my mind, I guess. 
Sure. So here's the way I'll put it, because you've now touched on the part that drives me nuts and is, I would say, more my lane, um, bigger picture type of stuff than, you know, you who sits down and watches the tape and like really has an opinion on Brady Daniels. Mm -hmm. I could watch tape for hours of that guy and think, I don't know, what did Logan think? Um, I'm not an offensive line evaluator and I don't don't pretend to be. Um, What I am is someone who can look at a big picture and be like, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And there's just an inefficiency in it. Why are you drafting in the third and fourth round when you could be getting starters or at least guys who are going to be parts of rotations and impact you this season? Why are you drafting backups and inactive players in the fourth and and especially the third round? If things go well this year, Ricky Stromberg doesn't play and and you're not even giving him a chance. And like, that's the thing. If, If ultimately you draft him and Nick Gates is able to stay healthy and he is just better. Okay. Like that's a great problem to have. Hey, right. this guy's good. Sweet. He beat out our rookie rookie, r- uh, Ricky, 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 keep getting better. And, uh, in the future, w- w- you're going to play for us. Uh, but for right now, like Nick's Nick's better than you. He's got experience. He's, he's more prepared and he's going to start for us at center and you're going to be the backup or you're going to be an active. Um, and you, you know, maybe eventually you, you get onto the active roster. That's fine. Um, I have no problem with that. But when you, you come into training camp or come into OTAs and he's starting to work with the fours and mm-hmm. the threes behind guys who have been in the league and been around and you know what they are and what they are is like fine at best with all due respect to like Tyler Larson and was it Noah Loffenberg? Who, by yeah. the way, Noah Loffenberg is a large human. Big man. That is a big, big man. I kept going, who is 74? That is a giant. He's a tall, he's a tall fellow, yeah. Yeah, tall, wide, great, yep. big offensive lineman. But like yep. he's played a little bit and it hadn't gone great. Yeah. So if if you're not giving reps to a rookie who you took in the third round over Noah, uh, all due respect to Noah Loffenberg, as as explained, large man, Noah, I mean no harm. Please, I mean no harm. Um and it's Tyler just, Larson. It's just, it's just draft equity. You've you've invested right. in that position. Right. With with exactly. a not with a not inconsequential piece, and so I've been a part of teams. They draft a tight end. I know the score, man. Like, and so it's a little surprising that they haven't abided by that. And I and I think Ricky is a is a guy that could push for starting minutes. Probably not this year, but at some point in the future, he's a good football player, right? The thing is, like, that that is, I think probably more to your point is, were there guys that were more impactful? Now it's impossible to know because draft evaluation is tough. And everyone has a little different opinion. And I know that they were looking at offensive linemen earlier and that fell through or whatever, right? And that happens. But yeah. And they and they felt like they needed to address the need. But I think the other thing is like, you know, like you said, like are they gonna play football for you this year? And are you gonna give them a chance? Ricky like probably are you not legitimately give them give them a chance to earn snaps on the field, which isn't gonna happen practicing with the force. Yeah. And I think like like Ricky of the guy of the two, Ricky has the most talent potential to play this year. But Braden, you know, like like I said, they, there's a lot of athletic upside, a lot of things to be excited about with him. But like based on what we've seen in OTAs and based on his college film, he's not gonna play for you this year. Like he's not, you know, and so he's gonna be one of your fifty three guys that are active on game day because you don't want to lose him. And he's gonna be not playing football for you. And so I think that's the thing that is Again, like to your point, it's 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 tough to negotiate that for a team. Now, I think when you maybe you take a step back, take a big step back and say like maybe the roster is healthy enough to tolerate 
kind of a youth development program. And then what I mean by that is you look at the defense and I don't know where you would draft anybody, maybe linebacker. I don't know, but that's, obviously that's the one uh, position that I was thinking of. And, and that's the point I would make next is like, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply they don't need any more corners. Like yeah. they're already pretty deep there. Um, and, Receiver, it, and no, especially like end, third no. round. Yeah. yeah. Running yeah. back. No, like it's, it's, and so like, where would you go? And linebacker is a position in this last draft, especially that was tough. It was a tough position to evaluate. It was a tough to, to, to find a position where guys. So like, I, I think I told you this when I'm doing my draft stuff where I just go yes or no for first pass, right? Can he play in the NFL? Yes or no. And it was hard to find guys that I would give a yes to, just to give you some context. So I know a lot of those guys went earlier in the round, the guys that were kind of tweener, high upside players. Um, and so maybe they were like, there's nobody here that we think can do it. So why am I going to waste a pick in that area just for the position on a position that's been devalued by the NFL? But I do look at, I do look and I say, well, you know, they, that's the other crazy thing is they did a great job in uh, with UDFAs getting four receivers that look good enough that they can make the squad. So it's, it's tough. And I, the thing that the thing that sticks out to me, I think I mentioned this to you, Craig, is like there were other players around that position that I had a higher draft grade on and I don't have access to the medical. And so that's why those that guys that I felt like were emphatically yes in terms of how they could contribute and compete for a roster spot. And um, and they went in a different direction. Again, like Ricky was like my third grade, fourth graded center and all the other centers that I had ahead of him were gone. So like I like like that's good value there. But for this team in this sure. roster, is there a different way you could have gone? Yeah, I mean, was there well, the other thing I would say too is like they took Rodriguez and KJ Henry later? Could they mm -hmm. have gotten better players at those positions? And and I would yeah. we'd have to go back and look at the board. And you know, even us doing that, the reason we're not going to do it is because we don't know. Um, yeah. you know, like what we don't know what their evaluations and were. Yeah. And for all we know, they got steals that KJ Henry in the fifth is going to wind up being a better NFL football player than who they would have taken in the third. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're now in this post-draft, like, we'll see kind of thing. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm like, he's practicing with the fours? He's, yeah. Okay, ooh, he's moved up to the threes. I think Stromberg, by the end of, of OTAs, did get a couple reps with the twos, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So maybe it's just, you know, kind of the, the rookie formality and we're making a little bit too much out of it and, you know, we'll see what happens when he gets to, to training camp. But... If you, if you had asked me the day after the draft, and we probably talked about it this way on the podcast immediately after the draft, is Ricky Stromberg their starting center? I would have said, yeah, probably. Like That's yeah. why you draft him in the third round. Excellent. Good draft pick. Good job. Yeah. But if he's not, and he's not even going to legitimately get a chance to compete for it, that changes how I view the use of that asset. Right. Yeah. Getting and now I'm getting ready for the radio show where I'm going to talk a lot about Bradley Beal and asset management. Right. Yeah. But like this is this is the game in the salary cap era of this sport and other sports is that you have to manage your assets well. And whether that is trading a player who you're not going to re-sign and recouping some value, um, if that value is greater than the compensatory pick, um, you know, a la the conversations we could be having about Chase Young or Montez Sweat if this season goes sideways, um, whether it it's 
using draft picks on the right type of guys who are going to contribute in the right ways for your roster. You just can't be inefficient. And and I just feel like that's my kind of gripe with it is those picks felt inefficient. Um, If they have the roster depth to deal with that, and and that, that is also like a way to build, right? You, you build it up enough that you can take some of those risks and maybe, you know, say, Hey, Daniels is not going to play for us right now, but we feel like in two years, he could be a really good player. Okay. Um, if that's your timeline and you feel good about every other position, but you just better have everything else shored up. And that's, and my, and my that's the thing where you, I think we're a little unconvinced. And my, yeah. And my question to you would be like, is uh, like, what, like, what are the odds that he's going to like, that he's going to reach that, that he's going to be like, have that ability to be your starter or whatever it is, you know, like, that's the thing. It's like, they're, I don't know. I don't want to get too, too sidetracked there, but it, it just, it's, that that what if question that you pose there, I think, is really compelling because it's like, yeah, like that'd be great if he turns into this guy. But you're counting on a ton of development from a guy who's right. very raw. And again, like again, there are flashes with da- Daniel's film, and I think he can be. He has the physical capability of being a starting caliber player. I just think it's going to be a guard. And I think Stromberg yeah. is a guy that I like a lot. He's gonna he like he is he's close to contributing to an NFL roster, but he's gonna sit for a year. And again, like would you have been better served like drafting a guy that was more ready or, or whatever? And they, they, it's, it's an unknowable question right now and we'll know in a couple of years, but I think that's why that feels a little funky to a lot of fans and a lot of guys in the media too. Yeah. And the last thing I'll add too is especially at the offensive line position. Um, yes, you're in on field goal protect, but like yeah. there's not a lot of special teams value in the meantime. Yeah. And so you wind up being inactive and like literally being, you know, respectfully a zero because you're not playing yeah. um, the entire year, um, plus whatever you add on the practice field, which can be valuable. But um, it's not like it's not like if you miss on a safety, he's uh, Jeremy. Playing teams. He's and, playing teams, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden we accidentally, you know, we missed on our safety, but or maybe they knew he was going to be a team's guy, but like he's not good enough to play safety down in down out for many years of his career, but he's an all pro special teamer. So he's contributing in a very meaningful way. You don't get that on offensive line. And so that's, that's another, you know, kind of facet to this argument um, that I think should be considered. Yeah. So, and I just want to, just to finish up, like, I think we, you know, I've met both those guys, Braden Daniels and Ricky Stromberg. Yeah. They're awesome kids. I think they're good football players. It's, we're just talking about, you know, can, can, is this, is, was that the right decision for them? Not are, are those guys bad football players? We're not saying that. Got a lot of respect for them and, and what they're doing is tough. But, um, like, can, does, does this basically, does this roster have the, uh, have the depth to basically redshirt two players and a third or fourth round pick for the year? And, yeah, well, I don't know if they do or not. And we'll find yeah. out soon enough. Yeah, and you know, I'll say this. We'll finish up on a positive note, if you will. To the team's credit, someone's got to be inactive. Yeah. So, right. you know, typically it is going to be later offensive linemen. If those are talented, um, if those are talented futures projects, if you will, then okay, someone's got to be. But I think the the reality is we know that the idea that like, oh, these guys are going to be inactive the whole year. We don't need those roster spots is wishful thinking with injuries in the NFL where guys are going to have to step up because, you know, guys in front of them go down. And how do you, do you have the depth to fill those spots? And that's really the ultimate question that we're asking to which we'll find out the answer as the year goes. Uh, Coming up on the next podcast, I do believe we're going to have James Smith Williams on the show. He's got an awesome uh, football camp coming up this summer. We'll talk to him about that. And of course, 
all of the the playing things. I uh, do a little biography stuff with him, some coaches and mentors that were impactful along his journey. Uh, I've gotten to know James pretty well over the last couple of years. I know you've worked with him, so that should be a really, really fun chat. Looking forward to having James on the show. Uh, other than that, we're working on some other cool stuff for the summer, so make sure you're subscribed, and then uh, training camp will be here before we know it. Uh, if you liked this episode and you're watching it on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, as the kids say, and we will see you next time here on Take Command.